And away we go. It's that time of the afternoon. We drill down on topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Joining our panel today, David Will, Senior Vice President of Media Profile. It's a leading Toronto public relations agency. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. We've got uh, Stephen Holliday with us, Deputy Mayor and Counselor for Ward 3, about to be Ward 2, Etobicoke Centre. How's Stephen? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you here. And Peter Sherman, broadcaster, businessman, and former Conservative MPP for Thornhill. Sherman, how you doing? I'm doing great, Johnny Oakley. Thank you. Uh, by the way, you know, uh, for all of us here, not me, but you guys uh, who labor in the vineyards of politics, kind of, sort of, you wills, uh, you others, obviously, Stephen's still in it, and Peter, you were. Uh, Tony Clement, let me start with that. Uh, Sherman, let me ask you, I mean, politicians as a rule, are they like uh, considered to be sexy and, uh, you know, objects of lust and uh, all those wonderful things you get hit on? I sure as hell don't know any. <laughs> but I, I suppose, look at it, it's like anything else. There must be people in there who uh, who are considered that way. But I, from everything that we know, and we don't know everything, um, it, it looks to me like uh, Tony, who I know slightly and, and considered a good guy, had his own proclivities and was reaching out and uh, and talking to people and got himself into some trouble. I think it, I don't think it's any more complex than that. It could get complex if we find out that um, things he knew that were only his to know went beyond him. But other than that, we know nothing. So, you know, where where does it go? I think the Chapter 2 part hasn't come yet. All right. Uh, well, let me ask David Wills that I mean... I guess the idea is anybody, as Mr. Sherman said, you know, access and opportunity. Uh, you know, there are a lot of guys who would bite on that. And uh, do you understand his fall from grace? I mean, it's just, you know, part of the human condition or is there something else in play here? Well, I think it's a lack of judgment. Uh, you know, the he was just appointed to this special committee of parliament, which is a huge honor for him. Mm-hmm. A real um, statement of faith from the prime minister who's you know from a different party in his abilities he, tony clement knew all of this stuff was going on when that process was going on he knew he was doing this he's been doing it the, you know the toronto stars got another story out this afternoon that people have been complaining for more than a year about these things so people did know it's you know it starts with the first revelation and then it's usually the the add on and the other things that bring you down and i think that this isn't about him being lonely and away from his family and other things. It's about a lack of judgment, full stop. All right. Well, uh, that then leads to the larger question, because, I mean, he he wrote a rather poignant letter to his constituents today and, you know, talked about uh, seeking forgiveness, apologizing profusely uh, to his colleagues, uh, people who had faith in him, his wife, uh, first and foremost, and uh, he hopes that he can, you know, remain at their service and will continue to uphold the responsibilities of being your member of parliament. Stephen Holliday, I mean, is his political career still salvageable? Yeah, this is an awful situation to be in. Uh, But what can he say to his constituents? He's still the member of parliament. He's not being ejected. He hasn't done something illegal, but he's out of caucus. And, you know, as as somebody that would look to their elected member, and if it was somebody that was booted out of caucus, you know, are they as effective as they could be? Are they the same person that I voted for? And that's very worrisome. Um, you know, in many ways, I feel bad for uh, Mr. Clement. This is a, a pile on on top. But maybe the lesson to be taken is that, you know, when you're in public life and you live a, a certain lifestyle, it eventually catches up with you. And no matter what the issue is, in this case, it was 
um, with with women, uh, but maybe it's somebody that drinks, uh, and maybe there was a day when somebody smoked pot. You know, it would 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 have been it would have caught up with them eventually, and people would have made a story out of it. And uh, it's a tough spot to be in, and I guess he's doing his best to manage it out. Um, but I don't know uh, what his future is because he is a person on top. It's not like he's starting out in politics now, and, and you know, and and there is a bit of room for um, you know learning the role and gaining people's trust. He's now at the top of a career. Tough place to come back out of. It's almost impossible to suppress any of this from getting out. I mean, I look at the case of Jim Wilson last Friday, for example. This day and age, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you're you know, you're grossly irresponsible or uh, you know somewhere along the line, uh, an impropriety or an indiscretion was was committed. Uh, you best fess up because it's it's going to come out. It's going to surface anyway, isn't it, David? Yeah, I think it is. And you know, one of the things uh, that's been talked about here is that you know the internet never forgets. And so once this stuff goes out, I, you know, I think the Clement and Wilson cases are different because uh, in in the case of, uh, of uh, Mr. Wilson, there was a complaint. So there's a process that the, the premier has to follow and so forth. Um, you know, I think that's a little bit different than getting caught with your pants down, literally. Um, well, there's still know, a like process the RCMP are investigating as to whether or not Clement was compromised. But it's also, it's not up for debate whether he did something wrong. Right, it well, is for, by it his is own with, admission. By Jim Wilson, we haven't heard from him. There is, a, you know, something will get investigated there and that there will be a process. Tony Clement admitted things and then he admitted more things and he'll probably admit more. Like, you know, it's, that's where it comes out is that it unravels. Uh, so I think those two things are very, very different, but they will live forever and they, you know, there's no way, it's really hard to rehab from that. Well, and this is why I'm asking if he can salvage his political career. Uh, right now he's an independent. I asked Andrew Shear before you gentlemen joined us uh, what it would take to have him reinstated in the caucus. And he said it's too early. It's only been like 48 hours. And uh, so we'll grant him that. But Peter Sherman, what's your sense for it being the political animal you are? Do you think he can actually rehabilitate himself politically here with his constituents and sure his party. He can. I'm sure he can. And, and the way he can is if a uh, full investigation uh, ensues. And what we discover is that uh, I mentioned the word proclivity. If all he's doing is messing around online and amusing himself, uh, I'll, I'll just put it that way, by being able to talk to young girls uh, in a way that he wouldn't get away with in person. Uh, well, that just makes him a little bit weird in some people's minds, but it's not a crime. He's got to square it more with his family than anybody else he is beloved as a uh, as an, a member of parliament for the uh, the constituency he serves up in Perry Sound so i think he can be rehabilitated but take it from somebody who knows once they write about you even if what they write about you is absolutely unfounded and and has nothing in it that makes you a bad person it is there forever forever and people will always ask you but what about the time you dot 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 and so he's got to live with that no matter what happens and um, Jim Wilson will, and uh, a lot of other people. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, I guess it depends on the public and how much forgiveness they're willing to tolerate uh, or uh, accommodate. Look at Donald Trump stateside, for example. I mean, uh, this kind of stuff is like water off a duck's back. And seemingly every day, uh, you know, he gets into confrontations. Need I remind you, yesterday at the press conference, let's play that again. Donald Trump got into it with uh, not just one reporter from CNN, but also the dude from ABC. It went like this. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. 
In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, his I'm not a big fan of yours either. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, it elicited some laughs. The serious subtext or tone is this is not presidential. But, you know, I'm I'm trying to understand this phenomenon. And maybe Wills, you know, as a strategist here and a media guru, you can help me out here. Uh, he's being aggressive with the media. Always been that way, you know, and he's even got the meme going out there. Fake news and uh the CNN sucks has become a cottage industry. Stickers are being produced at 275 a clip on the internet. They're selling for so obviously this is ground zero where it all started. Uh, is Trump for taking this approach to things a genius or a jackass? Let's say uh, because he's kind of dined out on it and it's really rallied his base. How do you see it? I think he's both. The you know and first of all he wasn't always. Uh battling the press. He used to love the press and he used to coddle the press and he did all sorts of things. He built his name on, you know, his, he's famous for saying, as long as they spell your name right, it's good press. And then he became the fake news guy. I think that, you know, a couple of things. His behavior is absolutely indisputable, unpresidential. There, no one can argue with that. He's a, he's a disgrace in that manner. Does this work? It works for him. It won't work for anybody else. But he needs, he always needs a foil, right? There's mm. crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary. He kind of wore her out. Nobody ever is like, you know, we don't, I don't want to hear about Hillary anymore. Right. Like, you know, right. and not for the reasons that he does, but it's like, oh, enough. And so that's not working. That's not resonating anymore. So now it's the media, right? It's fake news. It's the media. And so he has to have an enemy because he doesn't want to, he doesn't like going deep on issues so that if he can battle with, that's what he wants to do. And that speaks solidly to his base, I would say to no one else, but that's okay because that's the genius part of him as a politician, but it's disgusting. Well, all right. And Stephen Holliday, you know, uh, attacking CNN specifically, but CNN is dining out on attacking him. I mean, they've got this sort of symbiotic relationship going. You know, it's like wrestlers. You've got the heel, you've got, and depending on whichever role one assumes, for better or worse, uh, they're both propping each other up, aren't they? Well, I agree. But, you know, I have a symbiotic relationship in how I deal with the media in my work, and it is nothing like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's you yours know? like? <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. I mean, I was reading the story. And I, this is this is just terrible way to handle the press. And I think people will catch on. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's fun now. It creates headlines. It speaks to the base. But I think people will scrap this and grow tired of it very quickly. And then what's he going to do? The right answer is, is you get a question like that, a hard-hitting one, is give them a sharp answer back that they can't come back from. And if a reporter is behaving badly, there's an old saying, right? You give somebody enough rope, they hang themselves. Well, if a reporter repeatedly asks bad questions, silly questions, won't get off the microphone, either that, uh, that person's colleagues in the press gallery are going to come after them, or they will get kicked out of there for behaving badly, and it will be evident to everybody and even the people that are watching it. But in this case, it was an incident, and uh, you know, uh, the president's response to some tough, tough questions was to take away the White House pass. Really? I mean, it just, it just comes off so badly. You know, revenge is a dish best served cold. And the way that the Trump, if he really was upset at some tough questions, is to get the person in the long run 
by giving answers that outsmart the questions. And yet, you know, uh, Peter Sherman, nobody knew who Jim Acosta was. Now he's become sort of a celebrity in his own right and CNN's poster boy for being the Trump antagonist. I mean, what do they do if Trump's no longer in the White House? They've really leveraged everything on being the anti-Trump network, haven't they? I think they, they kind of have. And, and I was uh, looking at uh, ratings, interestingly, the other day uh, for the cable news networks. And MSNBC used to be dead last. And for those who don't know, that's the lefty network of Rachel Maddow. And then Fox News, we all know, is uh, far right. And CNN isn't quite sure what it is. And it's sitting down on the bottom of the the pack. Ratings-wise, this is one of those things that they probably are loving. Jim Acosta is probably going to get job offers as a result of this. And, and as far as Donald Trump is concerned, he's made a career out of being, I think, and I, I know people are going to disagree with this, not a bad leader, but a real a-hole when it comes to how he conducts himself. <laughs> and you know what? You get press with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and so there you've got sort of the uh, two polarities embodied in one individual, genius and jackass. Let's come back in a moment. Going to talk about binge drinking. And is that a problem with alcohol or is that just a, an occasional foray into uh, a darker recess? Because it has serious implications. That with our panel, David Wills, Peter Sherman, Stephen Holiday on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We, in lockstep with the White House Correspondents Association, the National Association of Hispanic Journalists, the Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press, and other press freedom groups are demanding that Jim Acosta's credentials be restored immediately. 